imagine, if you will, a pleasant Christmas morning. The kids have mercifully slept in. Coffee is made. Parents have comfortable perches on the couch. Maybe there's a grandparent there or two, and presents are being opened. One child opens a present and squeals with delight, immediately starting to play with it. Another child opens their present and says, What? What is this? This isn't what I wanted. Imagine the sound like a record player being ripped off the record. The serenity and joy of the scene is over, and likely that child is going to get some words with their grown-up. I hope none of you does this tomorrow. Hopefully we can all remember that it's the thought that counts. But often, the story of Jesus' birth is treated like this. Like it's not the most desirable of outcomes. Like it's not the Air Jordans of entrance of the Messiah into the world, but the not God's version. We look at the birth and circumstances that surround Jesus' Jesus's entrance into the world through our 21st century sensibilities. And therefore, kind of fail to see some of the blessings in the circumstances. We focus on what Mary and Joseph did not have. There was no place for them in the inn. Jesus was born in a barn. He was put in a food bin for the, for the, for the animals. And this, admittedly, does not sound great. We assume a lot of things along with it, right? The Holy Family were not met with hospitality. This was dire circumstances that Jesus was born into. But archaeology is helping us reframe some of these misconceptions. You see, in the first century, many homes in the Judean hill country were in caves or built on caves, and many homes had levels or terraces, and they often had an upper room that served as a guest chamber, and then a raised area in a lower level where the family lived and ate their meals. The lowest level of the home that was really kind of half a level below that was where the animals would be brought in at night. And it was really only about four feet lower than the family room. The idea of having farm animals sleep in our house may seem strange to us um, here in the city in San Antonio, Texas, but for a peasant family in first century Bethlehem, it was very normal. The animals would sleep in the house, safe and sound, and then be let out first thing in the morning. Even as recently as the 20th century, many Eastern homes had built-in mangers for the animals that were brought in at night. To a person in that culture, the statement, laid him in a manger, would immediately bring to mind the image of a family room inside someone's home and the manger that is found there, often along the edge of that lowest level. When we think of it this way, we start to, start to realize that maybe we've been looking at this birth in the wrong way. Maybe we've been looking at it in terms of scarcity and inhospitality, like the knockoff Jordans, but in reality, they were staying with a family because the guest room was being used by someone else. And they utilized the manger, a makeshift crib. I don't have a baby. I don't have a crib in my house. We would probably have to find an Amazon box if somebody stayed in my house. But they were held. Jesus was not rejected from the beginning, but blessed and accepted, warned.
change our thoughts on the story? That Jesus' birth, although poor, although in a peasant household, was not, after all, a woeful tale of rejection, but one of hospitality and blessing? Reading about it in this way reminded me that I have focused on what they did not have. And I am guilty of doing that same thing in my life in general. Do you? It's so easy to get caught up in what we don't have, in the negative aspects of our circumstances. And then we don't see God's provision and blessing. We get so focused on how we think our lives should be and, and, and how we think things should go. Jesus, born in a family room to a poor and generous family where he, Mary, and Joseph had everything that they needed, reminds us that regardless of how we thought things should be, God is with us and blessing us in ways that point to bigger grace. God knew that people expected a rich, powerful Messiah, but they got something different. The something different that would change the world forever in a way a powerful king that was born in a palace never could. What gifts have we ignored because we were hoping for something else? What provision do we turn our nose up to? Mystics, the people who spend their lives exploring the inner workings of the spiritual life to find peace and closeness to God, will tell you that the first step in pursuing peace is mindfulness. And mindfulness is just a fancy way of saying being here right now and not trying to change it. It is living in each moment as it is, and learning from it as it is, and accepting it as it is, and allowing it to rewire our brain from the constant want and covetousness and anxiety and control and sin that so often pull our hearts away. When we're able to live in this way, we get to embrace our lives and not resist them and see the blessings that are all around us already. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph found themselves in Bethlehem, receiving hospitality, spending time with family, including the animals of the family, and welcoming new life. It was not fancy. It was not the solid gold Air Jordans that Google told me are the most expensive sneakers out there right now at $2.3 million, but it was blessed. And from that blessed, simple place, the entire world was healed. Now friends, I do not want you to hear this, this evening that if you are hurting or you have a huge grief in your heart or mind or life, that you need to just ignore it and everything will be fine. That is not the message. I am so sorry for those of you experiencing difficult circumstances. That is not the message. The message is Jesus is with us. Through the pain, through the hard news, through the grief, through the thing that you never thought could be possible that happened, God is 
with you, and if you can't see it now, there will be a time that you can look back and see the markers of grace all over even the most difficult moments. So, beloved, this Christmas, I pray that you can open the gift of the present that you find yourself in, that whatever circumstances, that you will see the blessing and that you can experience God's presence, God with us, the Savior of the world who defied expectations in every circumstance so that he can light all.